Doug Tyrrell, History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Thursday, March the 2nd, 2023. Noted for his connection to Texas independence, Sam Houston was born in 1793 in Virginia. His life and career was complex, but one chapter, in his late teens and early 20s, he lived with a band of Cherokee and became fluent in that language, even representing them and their issues before Congress. Congress prohibits the importation of slaves into the United States in 1807. As of January 1, 1808, it will no longer be legal to bring slaves into America. There are elements in our society that are working overtime to shift the narrative and irritate race relations here in the States. There are a couple of simple facts. Slavery has been around for millennia and has been practiced nearly everywhere humans have lived. The United States and England have led the debate against the institution. The territory of Washington is organized after it was carved out of Oregon Territory. Have you heard in the news where a large portion of eastern Oregon wants to separate from the Portland area and join Idaho? Portland is starkly leftist, especially related to the mostly small-town remote portions to the east. The movement is gaining some serious steam, and it might actually happen in a few more years. The idea is not unique. Illinois has the same issues. The state-level politics are dominated by Chicago, which are starkly different from the rest of the state. Just two days before the inauguration in 1877, Congress declares Rutherford B. Hayes the winner. Again, this was a difference between the Electoral College and the popular vote. As much bad press as the Electoral College gets today, the concept is very insightful and is useful in minimizing several sources of fraud and balances the power between the states. 1901, United States Steel Corporation is founded from a merger of Carnegie Steel and Federal Steel, becoming the first corporation in the world with a market capitalization of more than $1 billion. A fact that should scare the living daylights out of every single American person is that the U.S. has lost our place as the world leader in heavy industrial production. Steel is a stark example. Besides being a basic ingredient to nearly every other heavy manufacturing sector, in tons of steel produced, the United States is in fourth place in the world, and it's not a close race. The Chicoms are the world's leading producer, far outpacing India, Japan, and the United States. Last year, China produced three times more steel than the other three combined. The United States was nearly 10% below Japan, which has no mines of iron ore or coal, both critical to the process. Then we're importing another 26 million tons, or almost a fourth of our domestic needs of raw steel. Fortunately, if there's a bright side to the picture, most of those imports are coming from Canada, Brazil, and Mexico. You can bet your last dollar that the reason the United States is not a world leader has everything to do with environmental laws and high labor rates. Related, but not necessarily related, search on YouTube for videos of products being made. How many of those videos are from India or Asia? And look at the working conditions. Now keep in mind the industrial might that it took for the U.S. to win World War II. If you think we can outproduce China in a world war, I have some oceanfront property outside of Omaha to sell you. Theodore Zoys Geisel is born in 1904 
While in college, he began writing under the pen name Dr. Seuss. The way we pronounce it is an anglicized version of his Germanic middle name. Two years ago, Dr. Seuss Enterprises announced they would no longer publish six of the author's titles as they contained racist and insensitive imagery. Maybe it would be worth taking a long look and make sure we're not trying to press an earlier day into the modern. Not one of Dr. Seuss's works, but Uncle Remus certainly has some value, if just to point out the poor examples of a bygone era. The six titles, And to think, I saw it on Mulberry Street, If I Ran the Zoo, Miguel Gott's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Supper, and The Cat's Quizzer. The motion picture King Kong premieres in New York City. The year is 1933. Seabiscuit runs his final race in 1940, ending his racing career as the leading money-winning horse of that era, and will hold that spot for the next decade. That opens up a point on breeding fees. The idea is to rack up a big list of wins, then retire to the fancy paddock and produce colts. Seabiscuit sired 108 foals, and two of those were moderately successful. He was the grandson of Man of War, another noted horse, and the son of Hardtack. Hence the name Seabiscuit. But that point will escape all but the reenactors who are listening. Jay Leno debuts with his mentor Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show in 1977. Libya, another of the African countries that can't escape Banana Republic status, becomes the socialist people's Arab Yamahira in 1977. Basically an Islamic socialist society. Keep in mind, in most socialist societies, the state is at the top of the heap. And they always use the term peoples. That just means the people suffer. Compact Disc hit the U.S. market in 1983. Indianapolis Colts signed quarterback Peyton Manning to a seven-year, $98 million deal in 1977, the largest package to that date in the NFL. Singer Luke Combs is 33 today. Artist Scott Adams, creator of the Dilbert Strip, is getting some press for comments he made on the issues of race relations. That subject might be the fodder for a very long segment in coming days. Adams is not wrong, but that is not politically correct. That's history and comment for the second day of March. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.